0: Chris McCarthy. Welcome to my world. Marcus is off tonight. Marcus is off. We uh, we will have him uh, back Monday. Marcus will be back Monday. Um, I'll be here tonight and tomorrow, God willing. I'll be here tonight and tomorrow. The, uh, I used to joke like that, but <laughs> <laughs> let's not tempt fate anymore. So, um, folks, I hope you can join me tonight at 508-996-0500. I thought that um, we would make tonight about you. I thought that tonight we take as many phone calls as we could. Many of you I haven't had an opportunity to speak to in what about two years? So um, my first time back alone at the microphone here uh, since getting sick, which isn't really something I particularly want to talk about. Um, I, you know, I, I, I knew when I was in the hospital when I was coming out. I thought when I when I get back to the radio, it can't be about the sick guy, right? It can't be sick guy radio. It can't be about that, right? We've moved forward. I made it. You made it. Some of us didn't make it. We'll remember those people. But for those of us who made it, let's, let's, let's continue living our lives, right? Let's continue enjoying life to the best of our ability, or at least enjoying being miserable about it, right? Are you miserable about life right now at 508-996-0500? What's got you angry? What, what, what's got you going right now? All right. Are you disappointed in, in the, uh, direction of the country? Are you like me? Are you disappointed in Donald Trump? Are you one of the people that you thought Trump was was a great guy, and in the end, his policies were good, but the um, the January sixth thing really spoiled it. I see that that's catching um, um, a little more fire, right? The um that the the publicity of it, the uh, it's setting in with with the Republican base. That happened to me right away when I saw it right? Didn't mean that I thought everything Donald Trump did was, was illegitimate or gone or any of that stuff. But it did it did make me angry, I guess. Disappointed, right? In my president. Disappointed. I appreciate what the guy did in, in his policies. I appreciate the, the stuff on China. I think he has incredible guts. Um, I think that, that some of the things that make him great are what make him um, compromised, you know, dangerous um, in the sense that uh, he's a loose cannon. When I say dangerous, I mean a loose cannon, right? You can't count on him to, to keep his, um, to keep the message, the focus, things like that. But at the same time, he did a lot of great things. He really did. Is there a Republican out there that can try to take the Donald Trump message on trade and immigration and uh, a fair deal for working people? Um and and carry it forward. I don't know. I really don't know. The um, you've got um well, the country has changed significantly. It really has. Now, we have the um the prosecution of Donald Trump appears to be moving forward. I'm very uh, apprehensive about this. I don't know if it's good for the country. I know that January 6th was terrible for the country. But I don't know if prosecuting people is good for it either certainly the rioters and the other thing i don't know is that are we making too big of a deal out of the rioters in the sense that we elevating them to a position in history they really don't deserve right i mean there was a lot of shenanigans it was a lot of out of control stuff but i don't think they had the power to stop the presidential election in fact we know they didn't you know um does it is it good for the country for Donald Trump's people to be prosecuted? The thing I find interesting is that the, this investigation is going forward. Now, the January 6th committee is obviously a Democrat publicity stunt, but Donald Trump earned it. I mean, that's what happens in politics. If you give your, your, your political enemies a great issue, they're going to use it against you, right? The media doesn't like Donald Trump. The Democrats don't like Donald Trump, at least the elected ones. And here he is out there doing all this stuff. And so they're going to try to ruin his brand as best they possibly can with these with these hearings. And the, and the primetime television stations going along with it. That's politics. That's a publicity stunt, okay? It's a publicity stunt. The prosecution by the Justice Department, that's another story. That's an entirely different story. Do we want to have a former president prosecuted by the, by his political opponents? Is that in the best interest of the country? Really, is it in the best interest of the political atmosphere that we want to live in going forward? And some of you out there may say, well, you know, he did this, he did that, we got to punish him for him. And I, I understand that mindset, I completely do. I also understand Richard Nixon's mindset when he said, I'm going to move on, right, with Kennedy. I'm going to move on. And so I think that there's there's some component of that. I just felt like, you know, saying that because I've been very frustrated with the president since the end of the election and since he hasn't stopped, you know, complaining about the fact that he lost the election. You know, I I just think that it's a bad, bad form. I think that it doesn't do anybody any good. It particularly doesn't do the president any good. I don't think it makes him look strong. I don't think it makes him look strong. Now, and I swear I'll tie this all together. The the other issue that I think ties in very closely with what Donald Trump was doing and with what's going on today is the war in the Ukraine. Are you concerned about the war in the Ukraine? You should be. You really should be. I have been concerned about the Ukraine since before um before the end of the election. You remember they impeached Donald Trump because he made the phone call to try to uncover corruption with the Biden family in the Ukraine. And for that reason, he was impeached. That, to me, at the time, seemed like they were looking for an issue to impeach the president. And it seemed like a lot to do about nothing. In retrospect, I now realize that was a full-throated panic to try to to try to stop any investigation as to what's going on in the Ukraine. That the impeachment of the president was to stymie any more further investigation into what's going on in the Ukraine. Does it bother you that we are shipping untold amounts of weapons into the Ukraine? We had uh, Jake Arkencloss on the other day, and uh, I think Jake Arkencloss, our congressman from the Fall River area, was is extremely honest. He told us we cannot lose this war, right? He's very much a hawk on this war. Can we abandon the Ukraine? I don't think we can. But can we go all the way to Russia? That's what's on the table, is going all the way to Russia. And when you look at what is going on right now with that poor American citizen, the the WNBA player, Brittany Griner, who's being held hostage by the Putin administration, we have an American citizen who's being held hostage, right? Should she have gone over there? No, she shouldn't have. But Americans should be able to travel anywhere in the world they need to travel, right? I know she, she said some dumb things about America, things I don't agree with, before she got taken hostage, um, which is what she is. She's a hostage. But I, um, I'm very concerned about the fact that we're really deeply involved in the Ukraine they're grabbing American citizens they're gonna hold that girl now think about it she's a, she's a she's a professional athlete she can take care of herself but still she's in a Russian prison a Russian prison I don't like the idea that Americans are being grabbed overseas and held right it's not a good move and it, and I don't know what you know I think I think all these people who travel overseas have got to start really looking at what they're doing whether they want it whether they are willing to become American hostages, you know. But now we've got a situation where the president of the United States is at the forefront, right? And don't think that the Russians don't understand that Joe Biden's base is strongly African-American, okay? They understand American politics, not as well as they think they do. In fact, if you look at some of the uh, analysis of Russian um intelligence over the years, they've often misjudged the American political scene. But they do realize that Joe Biden needs the African-American vote, and he cannot allow an African-American superstar to be abandoned overseas, right? He just can't do it. And uh, he shouldn't do it anyway, but politically, there's, there's additional things going on here, right? So is that going to lead the Biden administration to have to give a little more to get that young lady back, And is it going to lead Putin and his cronies to ask for a little more than they really would have in the past? Because they realize they've got additional leverage here. These are all very, very serious things that are are going on right now in the country and around the stage. And and you wonder to yourself, is now the time to bring back Donald Trump, right? I say that as a Trump supporter. I know many of you are as well. 508-996-0500. Can we withstand another serious political campaign with the kind of venom that we'll get with Trump and without Trump, right, on Trump's side and against Trump? Is that something, are we ready for that again? Now, does it seem fair? Probably not. But can we withstand another situation where we have Trump versus Biden out there, or does it make a little more sense maybe to have someone other than Donald Trump step up? Does it make sense to have someone other than Donald Trump step up on the Republican side? Is, is Donald Trump too much? Seriously, is he too much? Policies aside, do I think he got screwed? I do, I do. Do I think he screwed himself with January 6th? I do. The Russia Gate thing, the, all of that nasty business, convincing people Many of you in the audience right now were convinced that Donald Trump was a Russian spy. Totally, totally unfair. Totally most one of the most disgusting things that was ever done in American politics. But it was done. I think it was terrible the way they undermined the Trump presidency, the first impeachment, all of that stuff. Terrible. But it happened, right? It absolutely happened. Is our country in a condition... To deal with that again, I'm not really sure. Or we'd be better off having a more relaxed, a, a, if you can call it that, a Ron DeSantis or someone else, anybody but Mitt Romney, to run on the Republican side of the aisle. Is the Republican Party able to survive another round of Donald Trump? And if it's not, are you willing to join the forward party? Have you heard about the forward party yet? Andrew Yang. I love... I, this is one of the great things about American politics. Beto O'Rourke. He couldn't make it in the U.S. Senate, so now he's running for governor, right? Then he ran for president, right? Beto O'Rourke down there in Texas. Here in Massachusetts, Jeff Deal couldn't become a state senator, so he became. He tried to run for U.S. senator. Now he's running for governor, right? We have the we, we promote upward. If you lose, you, you start to cl- continue to climb the political ladder. It's kind of amusing. We have a situation... With, um where we have these uh you know people who, who can't who, 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 you know who couldn't make it in the case of the Massachusetts Senate race we have Jeff deal right we have a fine governor in Charlie baker who's been driven from office driven from office because really because of the pandemic I, th- I think he did a good job of it but you have people who, who, who've been you know sniping away at him and uh, now he's out He's out of politics, and so we're either going to get a Democrat from as governor, or we're going to get a Democrat as governor. We're not, you know. I can't see Jeff Deal pulling it off. I totally can't, and you know, but he was never able to pull off the other races that he ran for. But for some reason, he was able to get the nomination of the Republican Party. That to me is bad politics, guys. Right? It's bad politics, and I'm just wondering if. Are we losing sight of the fact that you need people who can govern? Joe Biden was selected because they felt that he was the safer choice to beat Donald Trump. That's why. The radicals on the left-wing side of the party, of the Democrat Party, they felt they would not be able to take on Donald Trump, right? Hillary Clinton was the mainstream candidate. She couldn't do it. They didn't think Bernie Sanders could. Now, Marcus right now is punching his steering wheel in his car, you know, saying Bernie could have done it. There, there's an argument that Bernie could have done it. There is an argument. But I'm saying that at the time the decisions were made, the powers that be in the Democrat Party said we need, we need someone who's middle of the road, safe choice to take on Donald Trump, right? But Joe Biden, is he capable now of running the government, right? Is he capable of running the government? Is Donald Trump capable of running the American government? You know, is he capable, if he was to get reelected, of running the government? That's a very serious choice. We might like him. We might love him. We might feel a sense of loyalty to him. But is he so caustic that he couldn't field a team, right? He had a hard enough team time filling, filling his team the first time around could he fill out a cabinet administration could his could his picks for the cabinet make it through a divided senate do we have the time to deal with all that again or are we better off moving forward and letting bygones be bygones now if you're if you're a hardcore trump supporter you're saying listen McCarthy you're all wet. What they did to Trump was wrong and we've got to let him you know we, we got to support the president we got to bring him back. Let him do it what he did the last time was right. I get all that, but that's emotion. That's not what a superpower does. It's not what the most important country in the world does. You got to govern like adults. And you've got as voters we have to make choices like adults, you know? It's why in the in the in the race with our Doty versus Deal Many of us think Jeff Deal really has put the good fight up, right? Put the good fight up, and that there's an emotional connection to Jeff Deal as the Republican nominee. But at the end of the day, could he run the government of Massachusetts better than Jeff? Do- better than Chris Doty? I really don't think so. I really don't think so. Uh, did Jeff did uh, did uh, Jeff vote for Trump? Yeah. Does he have the support of Trump? Yes. Did Doty vote for Clinton? Apparently he did. But can we move beyond that and get the most qualified person? Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. That's how you can get on the air. Look, I, I had to just tell you this about Trump because it's, it, uh, well, because I've been sitting around for a year now thinking about it. Right, I've been sitting around for a year thinking. I love Donald Trump, but why did he blow it? He blew it so badly. He blew it so badly because when you're the sitting president of the United States, you're not supposed to lose re-election. Statistically, you're not supposed to lose. You lose the Congress. I mean, Biden's going to lose the gains they made in the Congress. But statistically, that's what's supposed to happen. You know? You're not supposed to lose re-election. You're not. And Donald Trump, the idea that he thinks he can come back after losing with all the powers of being the, the head of the federal government. If he thinks they stole it then, if you even believe his argument that they stole the election from him. How's he going to stop him without the power of the federal government? Now that Joe Biden is the president of the United States, has the full weight of the federal government. If you believe Donald Trump's argument, there's no way that Trump can come back. I don't happen to believe his argument, but you get my point. There's no way if they were going to cheat last time and did successfully against a sitting president that Donald Trump can come back and beat him without the power of the federal government. That is the reason why I get so frustrated with his arguments. You know, this, 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 oh, I got it stolen. I got it stolen. Look, but there's some irregularities. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're supposed to account for that and you're supposed to have been ready for it. I mean, the reason we elected the guy is because we thought he could handle it. So the fact that he says he couldn't, he didn't do it is, 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 is frustrating. It's very hard to follow a leader who says the other guys beat me right the other guys didn't play fair and they beat me that's not what you're looking for in a leader you know i didn't i didn't vote for donald trump because i thought he was going to be a crybaby if he lost right and i get it he's very frustrated with it and what, what happened wasn't fair but nothing's fair right in politics nor business all right six zero five hundred. the um yesterday we had on the sheriff america's sheriff the high sheriff of Bristol County, and he was on there to talk about the lawsuit that's been filed against him, and against you, quite frankly. If you live in Bristol County, and actually because of the way the budgets are done nowadays, if you live in the state of Massachusetts, a group of um, detainees, foreign-born non-citizen detainees in most cases, have filed a $10 million lawsuit they filed a $10 million lawsuit against you, the taxpayers. They came to the country legally and overstayed or totally illegally. They were detained because they did other things besides that. They were detained in our house of correction. They then threw a riot. They got manhandled, which is what happens when you have a riot, right, by, by our neighbors, the people that work at the House of Correction in Dartmouth, those are our neighbors. The guards, the corrections officers, the staff over there, they live here. Those are our neighbors. They had to gain control of the prison. They took back control of the prison. When you have a group of inmates rioting, <laughs> no surprise, people are going to get whacked around. They're going to get pepper sprayed. They, they used a muzzled dog. <laughs> a muzzled dog. That's one of their complaints. It was a muzzled dog to regain control of the prison. Now this group of illegal aliens is suing the taxpayers of Bristol County for $10 million. You know, that's not a bad grift, right? You break into America. You commit other crimes, which I have. Oh, by the way, the reason I bring this up is I have their crimes. When I left here last night, I said, there's got to be more to this, right? So I went home and I did some research for you, and I brought it in today. I know the crimes that they were in jail for. I've got them right here, and I'm going to tell you what they are. So you can understand exactly who is suing you. What, What these illegal aliens, not only were they illegal aliens, but what did they do to end up in the jail over there? Now, you're innocent until proven guilty, obviously. So keep that in mind. But once they were incarcerated over here, they didn't like the conditions. They didn't want to take COVID tests. So they threw a riot. And when they rioted, they broke up the jail. And in no shock that they were going to get hurt when they broke the jail up. When when Tom Hodge and his crew had to regain control of the jail. Your jail. My jail. And now they're suing for $10 million. Not a bad gig, right? Break into the country. Commit various other alleged crimes and then sue for 10 million bucks. Why bother buying a lottery ticket? Why bother buying a lottery ticket? Stick around. You're listening to Chris Chris McCarthy here on South Coast tonight, Sans Marcus, 508-996-0500. And welcome back to the show. It's South Coast Sunday. I'm Chris McCarthy. Marcus is off. Uh, Marcus has a wedding to go to this weekend, but he'll be back on Monday. Now, tomorrow, I will be here, and I will have Maureen Boyle with me. Uh, Maureen Boyle, if you can remember, uh, she's been here a couple times uh, in the past. She wrote the book on the highway serial killer, Shallow Graves. Fantastic book on the New Bedford Highway serial killer. I thought thought it was appropriate for a Friday night to have her in for that. And then she's got another book called The Ghost, which is about a local chick guy. He wasn't originally from this area, but he did live in this area for a lot longer than people realized. He murdered a police officer in Pennsylvania. He was on America's Most Wanted, the FBI's Most Wanted list. He moved back to New Bedford and lived clandestinely in his wife's house in New Bedford, and then they moved to Dartmouth, where he died. And he was buried in the backyard in a rubber-made container. You know, it's kind of you buy at Walmart. I think that's where they bought it. He was stuffed into that and buried in the backyard. I was there when they exhumed his body. So Maureen Boyle writes a whole book about that. It's a very interesting case, folks. 508-996-0500. She'll be here tomorrow night for us for the, for the show to talk about the Highway Killer case and to talk about the her book, The Ghost. I think that story is fascinating. How in the world does a guy on the FBI's most wanted list, wanted for murdering a police chief in Pennsylvania, go home? He went home. He went home. And he stayed there. And the FBI couldn't find him, allegedly. How in the world is that possible? You have to read The Ghost. It's a fantastic book, not just because I'm in it and Tim Weisberg is in it and Taylor Comey is in it. Um, we're all in the book. The, uh, but the st- and the, By the way, you're probably in the book. There's a lot of local people in the book because the whole case took place right here. The murder was in Pennsylvania, but the, uh, the guy lived out the rest of his life in Dartmouth and, and New Bedford. It, 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 it's a fascinating story. Fascinating story and That's how you can get on the program tonight uh, to talk with me. It's kind of open phones. If you have something you'd like to talk about, I'd be happy to do it. I did. I did want to tell you that um, I did some research into the uh, illegal aliens who are suing you and me, the taxpayers of Bristol County, because they were housed by the sheriff and then threw a riot, and the sheriff had to, you know, get them back in line, which is what happens when you have a riot, folks. Just think about it. If you were an inmate at Walpole, or even if you were an inmate over here at Dartmouth and you had a riot, you'd expect the guards would um, pepper spray you, right? You'd expect that you might get manhandled in the course of a riot, right? Well, for some reason, these, maybe because they're illegal aliens, many of them, they feel that not only was it wrong that they were manhandled while they were in jail, but that they deserve $10 million. $10 million. So last night we had one uh, one of the lawsuits, guys, one of the inmates, this guy named Marco, who, by the way, and, and I love I love Marcus. He's not here tonight, but you know he, he often brings up the uh, the many of the illegal legal aliens are here in this country because of our foreign policy, right? That that our adventures in Central America is why they're all here, and that therefore they have the right to break into the country because of the Reagan foreign policy, right? I don't I don't I don't buy the argument, but but I understand it. But I want you to keep in mind that. Some of the people who are suing the sheriff include a guy from Italy. Last time I checked Italy's a, <laughs> it's a first world nation. I vacationed there. Right? You're not fleeing the uh, the excess of of of, of Ronald Reagan and, and all of the North's foreign policy when you leave uh, Rome and come to come to uh, New Bedford, right? But nonetheless that's one of the guys who's suing, right? So he called in last night. To uh, to, the, to confront the sheriff, I thought it was great radio. Um, if you listen to our news here, which I'm sure you do, he, he, we, we use the clips on that. But among the charges, right, that some of these inmates who are now filed a lawsuit against the sheriff have in the past, which is why they ended up in the jail, right? So they weren't just in there because they broke in the country illegally or in some cases overstayed their visa. That's a, that's a big problem in this country is they come in legally and they decide not to leave, right? You know, if you're, you're in a, if you're in a bar at closing time and they say, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, right? Well, these folks didn't listen. They, 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 they decided to stay here. They didn't want to go home. So what did Marco Bastodi? that's his name, Bastotti, I, I believe, and I'm sorry, Marco, if I'm mispronouncing your name. I hope you're enjoying America, though. Marco, he's a citizen and a national of Italy. He entered the United States in 1996 with a visa waiver program, visitor, with the authorization to remain in the United States until October of 1996. So he was allowed to stay here as a visitor from July to October. He didn't leave. He didn't leave. His foreign criminal history includes convictions, these are convictions for three counts of fraudulent bankruptcy, false accusations, failure to pay Social Security, theft, and fraud. Now, this is the guy who we're supposed to believe when he says Sheriff Tom Hodgson, who at one time was your city councilor, now he's your sheriff, he's your neighbor, that he assaulted him, right? He attacked this Italian illegal immigrant. That's what, the, that's what this guy wants us to believe. He's convicted Three counts of fraud. Bankruptcy fraud. False accusations. He's convicted already of false accusations. Failure to pay Social Security. Theft and fraud. He was arrested in Connecticut on multiple counts of harassment. He has three cases pending before the Connecticut Superior Court for multiple charges, including criminal violation of restraining order, felony violation of a protective order and harassment. The protective order was issued by a Connecticut Superior Court. By the Superior Court of Connecticut. For the protection of an, of the mother of his child. The woman who's a citizen of the United States. She was admitted to the Connecticut Safe Home Program. With a confidential address to, to avoid this guy. Her parents are expressing fear of Marco, and they're worried for their daughter's safety. These are in court filings as an answer to other lawsuits. That's the guy who called in last night to say, to accuse the sheriff. That's the guy who was on Channel 12, right? He's convicted of lying, convicted of making false accusations. But here he is again, now blaming America's sheriff, our sheriff, Tom Hodgson, And trying to get $10 million out of you, the taxpayers of Bristol County. Well, folks, you've got an election coming up. There's an election for sheriff. There'll be a a very interesting Democrat primary. It's going on right now. And then whoever wins that primary will have the opportunity to lose to the sheriff. (laughs) You'll have the opportunity to face off against Tom Hodgson. Let's see where they stand with this issue. Are they with... Marco and the rest of the gang over there at the House of Correction, who threw the riot, who broke all that taxpayer's equipment? Or are you with the guards, the citizens, the residents of Bristol County who work over there? Or are you with the sheriff? You're going to have an opportunity to vote. It really is a referendum, right? You have on one side of the ballot, you'll have Tom Hodgson and, and, and everything he stands for, which is very well known. Whether you like it or not, you know what he stands for. And the other side of the ballot, you have this enormous collection of special interest groups, illegal aliens, and a lawsuit. for $10 million of your money, these illegal aliens want. Because while detained for things like fraud and selling drugs and other things like that, they were involved in a riot. And now they're suing the taxpayers of Massachusetts. That's you. 508-996-0500. Folks, I, I wanted to get that information out there. I want to get it on the record for you because it's not being found anywhere else. You only get that here on WBSM. I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me, you can. There are two open phone lines at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get uh, here on the air. Um, if you'd like to give me a call. And by the way, you don't have to talk about the illegal aliens if you don't want to. If you are one, you can, though. But if you just like to, uh, if, you have, if you have another comment, if you didn't like my comments about Donald Trump at the start, that's fine, too. You don't, have to, uh, you don't have to like my opinion of Donald Trump anymore. Just remember, I was the guy who stood up for Trump in the very beginning. Back when Donald Trump was just a, just a thought, really, I stood up for him. I was there on the front page of the Standard Times. As the surrogate for the Trump campaign. It brings me great pains to say that I don't think he should be on Canada anymore. And that, November, that January 6th was a, was a tremendous uh, disservice to this country and to, and to the Trump legacy. It doesn't mean I think the man should be in jail. All right, if you're on hold, I see you right there. Tell you what, we're going to take a very quick break and we'll be right back. You'll listen to Chris McCarthy here on South Coast tonight. back to the show i'm chris mccarthy this is south coast tonight um i'm flying solo today uh, marco marcus <laughs> marco's in jail marcus no, actually oh, actually i on general 12 now marcus is at a wedding tonight so if um, if you miss marcus well he'll be back on monday i miss him already he'll be back on monday you can give me a call at 508 996 i will be giving you more about the um the criminal illegal aliens that uh, they're suing us I know they say they're suing Tom Hodgson. Who do you think is going to pay the bill? I think he's going to prevail. He's not worried about that. I think he will prevail. But they're suing you and me. They're suing the taxpayers of Bristol County. How, how crazy is that, right? I mean, just on the surface, it's insane. 508 996 Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Thanks for calling.
1: Chris, it's Bob McConnell calling. Can you hear
0: me okay? I can, Bob. How are you?
1: I'm good. Uh, I'm calling as the chair of the Fairhaven Republican Town Committee here and also the candidate for 10th Bristol District State Representative. Um, I had a few things to say, which I think I have a lot of credibility in saying, being 34 years with the Plymouth County Sheriff's Department. Uh, have you heard of MACUFO, the Massachusetts... Oh, yeah, that,
0: that's the union.
1: ...union. If you go to apply for a job... It's a correctional officer's job. The, the union is called the Correctional Officers Union. On every piece of official document, are you calling to correct me, man? Uh, well,
0: is I'm, that what you're doing? Could you just, just tell me? Listen, is that what you're doing? Uh, well, uh, hey Bob, term, listen. Let me. Let me listen. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you in on something. Don't. Don't call to correct me, buddy. Uh, don't call to correct uh, me, okay?
1: The term guards is. Our hey, pen- hey, do you know the term goodbye?
0: <laughs> Hey, listen! You're gonna get smoked so hard in this election. I can't even believe you're calling to correct me. Listen, I'm gonna correct you right now. Listen, go out and do some campaigning. Stop calling, here idiot. The, um, the, um, listen. Don't call to correct me. Call to correct me. Do you know what the what the logo of the? No, I don't. You idiot. Get out of here. <laughs> I, I didn't die, so I could I didn't survive death until like I get corrected by that idiot. Chris McCarthy's back. I didn't survive death to get corrected by that idiot. I mean, are you kidding me? You called to tell me to. Where's Marco when I need him? I had a beautiful stride going. Where was I? Do you know that the uh, the official term is? <laughs> folks Bob I'm sorry that was probably out of line of me but, but really don't call to correct me you don't like the technical term I'm using by the way if I yell guard they're going to come running don't worry about it they knew who I was talking about right now there's some listening to me on the shift right now probably the, there, there are inmates in that house of correction listening to me right now I know there are there are former inmates in my audience there always are I do well with that crowd they know I'm a fair guy they know I don't nitpick and correct people's English. <laughs> That's why I get along with people. That's why I've been elected to office. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine that guy? I... <laughs> All right. Where was I? So, guys, I'm reading from legal papers that were filed. Obviously, the, 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 there's been a lot of going back and forth with the um, with the various inmates over there at the House of Correction. Um suing the sheriff on various things. And so over the years, there's, there's quite a record that's been built up, right? It's quite a record. So the, um, the fact is we, we should know the record. You should know the record. One of the things I think about my job here on the radio is that I try to bring you information that maybe you're not getting elsewhere, right? Maybe you're not getting elsewhere, Maybe they're not as much of a nerd as I am. I go out and read old old court filings, right? But it just occurs to me that when I was watching that inmate from Italy, Marco, on television... On Channel 12, he's giving, he's very articulate. He's giving an interview, right? And then the fact that he calls into the radio station here when we have the sheriff on and confronts the sheriff, the fact that he's suing, right? Seems to me he's not really a helpless illegal alien, right? Seems to be, he seems to have some wherewithal. Seems to have some, some personal ability. He's got quite a lot of confidence. I mean, what are the chances? That that guy happened to be listening to our program when the sheriff comes in, right? Now I think we did announce the day before that the sheriff would be here. But and then I'm, I'm glad the guy called in. I thought it was great radio. And the sheriff did he doesn't he will take all comers, right? But um the fact that this guy is on television, he's on the radio, he's all over the place, he's got a legal team, right? I thought, well, I gotta look into this, I gotta figure out more about this guy. I know there's more about him. And I realized you needed to know more about him, since he's suing you. Since you might have to give him $10 million. I think it's important that you know who he is. 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. 1420 this is south coast tonight thank you so much for joining me 508-996-0500 um i was talking about the uh, the criminal records of some of the uh, illegal aliens who are suing the sheriff and um and I use the word illegal alien, uh, the term rather, as a catch all because they have various forms of, of overstayed, broken completely. You know, there, there are various things. And you can read the entire lawsuit up at WBSM.com. We have the whole thing up there. You can, you can read it yourself if you'd like. But I want to continue on with this on the phones, 508-996-0500. Good evening. Welcome to the show.
1: Chris, uh, that was a great show last night. And I think a lot of area politicians love or hate, uh, uh, the sheriff, they should listen to that, and they should understand. That's how you, you answer to your constituents. I
0: agree. I agree.
1: Okay. Yeah, that was uh, that was a 101 class. Every one of them should, should watch that. But just uh, real quick on on the guy last night that called in, and he was on Brian's show today for Barry, and um, every word he said he carefully chose. Did you notice that? Sure. Like a psychotic almost. Um, he was very careful about what he said. And he would not answer questions directly, and you had to drag out every little piece of evidence. People beat him up. It's almost like he was a criminal. Minutes. Yeah, it, like he was guilty. I and right? I said that to him. I said, "The way you're answering those questions, you sound guilty. You're you're not helping yourself." You know, he he just wouldn't. Uh, uh, it took several callers to finally drag out the fact that he stayed in the country because of his he was uh, uh in trouble because of his visa. That was what the I guess the problem was, why he ended up in in custody. But it took numerous callers to drag that out of him. And, you know, God bless the the sheriff for having to deal with that. But guess who's going to pay for it, the taxpayers. Absolutely. You know, so when people vote, think about that. Have a good night.
0: Hey, you too. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. The the reality of it is, is that the um, sheriff's got a job to do. Right, Uh, he doesn't put those people in there. You know, you know, he he made that point last night, and um, there's so many points to be made. But basically, the sheriff doesn't go around scooping people up and putting him and deciding who goes in his jail. They were sent to him by the courts, right? Or by INS. The reality of it is, is that there are people out there who are trying to become the sheriff. And trying to become district attorneys, things like that, who don't have any interest in enforcing the law. You look at what's going on in other parts of the country, where they have these district attorneys who aren't enforcing the law anymore. I mean, can you imagine if Tom Hodgkin just let all the illegal aliens go, which is what these interest groups were demanding he do? And if he won't do it, they're going to sue him? I mean, you realize what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to muddy up the sheriff.